Sunday pour. It is Wednesday night. We are smack dab in the middle of championship week. Million games going on. A lot has already happened this week, and we aren't even halfway through it. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. But first, quick announcement. Quick, not special, quick announcement. Okay. And I don't know if you want to fill people in on the details, but, uh, you know, Sunday (laughs) night. No, I don't know. I don't know if I had to say it wasn't special. Um, no, we're going to go live. We're going to do a live stream. We're going to try a live stream Sunday night for the uh, post-selection show. And then we're going to try and do a live show every week. Come join us. Have a drink with us on our Thursday night episodes. Uh, start the weekend in style with Sunday Poor. Uh, and our trial run will be – well, our trial run was supposed to be tonight, but I fucked it up. Um, well – I'm not going to blame myself, but uh, there's a lot of red tape to go through for this shit. So I'll blame the red tape. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll just do it live on Sunday. We'll go for it. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we have a, a YouTube channel ready to go. Um, if you need information, you know, get in touch with us at Sunday Poor on Twitter, of course, and on uh, Instagram, or just uh, text in. He'll help you out if you, have, if you have any questions. He's our tech guy. Yeah, I'll send you the link. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our that's our not so special um, quick announcement. I hate special announcements. It's very pretentious special announcement. Yeah, they're hardly ever special. It's like breaking news. It's never good. No, you know, I just the most ridiculous thing this morning. Uh, like NBC, like the local NBC affiliate, had it on to see like just weather, weather and traffic. You know. And uh, you could tell, like, the fucking weather guy, just so disappointed there was no there was no snow this morning. No accumulation. He, he was shocked, you know, just in shock that his report was wrong. He was, he was, he was dragging a little bit because you knew it was, like, his day. He knew, you know, he's only got a few of these days left. So he's like, all right, let's go out to the snow monster driving on, you know, Route 1 or whatever. Like, motherfucker, it's not a snow monster on a day like today. It's just a fucking Honda CRV or whatever the fuck. Like it's not, it's nothing. Talk about not being special. If there's no fucking snow, it's not a snow monster. Sorry, pal. Listen, I got news for the weatherman out there. It's over. <laughs> it's over. We'll see you next year. Done. <laughs> it's March. Goodbye. Nah, they wanted it, man. They want. They want. Maybe they we'll want get a hurricane coming up. But, you know, we'll get a hurricane or oh, two. We'll get some they power outages. It. They love it. They love the hurricanes. They revel in that shit. Nobody loves fucking. You're like a maskist, though. You love watching the weather. No, I gotta know what's going on. Torturing yourself. I gotta know what's going on, man. I just, I just need like a quick update on what's happening. I don't, I don't sit there and like watch it hour after hour. I'm literally have it on as I'm getting ready to walk out the door. All right. <laughs> and, iPhone. No, I know. I'm just like just it's uh, old habits, you know. What do you? What would you call? I don't, I don't think it's like masochism where I just like torture myself. I think it's more like I also really just enjoy ripping these assholes apart. What's the word for that? Am I just asshole? <laughs> uh, glutton, glutton for punishment, glutton for uh, uh I don't know. Term I'm looking for. It's in there somewhere. Sadistic. I don't know if psycho is the right word. Not not with this, at least. All right. Well, to be diagnosed later. 
happy uh, Go Bear Day, two year anniversary of him Here basically killing two million people. Yeah, at least really, got, at least got the ball rolling on it. And it's just nice that St. John's got the full game in this time around. Right up at the half against Creighton. Yep, two years ago. Yep. We're still we're back we're back basically back to normal. I mean everything got lifted, right? Masks, mandates, all are getting lifted. Um, the commute as far as commuting goes, like gas prices ridiculously high. Um, trains get trains are packed again. Prices went up on the trains, and there's less trains. So we're back to normal. We're back to this general misery of uh, regular everyday life. Same church, different pew. The world still sucks. It's just a different suck. <laughs> Same no, shit, saying, different day. Is, but there, even, is it different day, different shit? I don't know. Same shit, bad. different day. Yeah, same church, different pew. Yeah. yeah. You, no, I like the mix and the match of the uh, cliche. That's a good job. Yeah. I like that. No, but I mean, like, before everything, you know, like when everything was, like, normal, whatever, pre-pandemic, whatever you want to call it, I mean, you're right. It sucked. Everything sucked. And uh, nothing has changed. I don't think anybody's changed anything. I mean, a couple offices, I guess you could work from home or something. But uh, I feel like nothing has changed. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel any different. But I don't think I needed to change as much as some other people did. So I'm not putting this on me. There could have been some improvements just in everyday life. Yeah. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. But most people, I'd say, 747 right over their fucking heads the last two years. <laughs> fucking flyover. That's all it was. Uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of arguing, bickering, and uh, complaining. Yeah. Just to get back to this very point. We're paying four fifty a gallon for gas. And drive it into work every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's. Uh, you wanted it, you got it. Here we are. Uh, yeah. I don't even know who to blame on that. I need someone smart and non-biased, and that's just not possible. Hey, what did um Beheim's kid do today? Ah, he's a fucking scumbag, I, buddy Beheim. I think the I whole I, family's rats. I saw the I I saw highlights of the game like three times. I had the game on. I saw highlights of the game twice afterwards, and I didn't catch what he fucking did. I just, I just didn't see it. I saw he suspended for a game. I saw he 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 punched a guy under under the hoop, just turned around and punched him right in the stomach. And are there two Bayheim kids on that team? Yeah, there's two. Buddy is a senior, and then uh, it's a little league team. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking pathetic. And they're gonna yeah, yeah they're pathetic. Uh, I forget what the younger kid's name is. I don't know. I think it's Jimmy. And, I don't know. I think is it Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if he named his other kid something that you'd name a dog also, but <laughs> <laughs> Buddy and Lassie Bayheim. Yeah, I think it was, Jay Bills was calling the game, and I only had like the first half of the game on when I was at work. And uh Bills was like, Yeah, Jimmy Bayheim, uh he'll be a great player at the YMCA till he's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just say this and buddy Beheim issued like an apology afterward it was such a cheap shot because first of all if someone's not expecting a shot to the gut i mean it's a cheap shot yeah 
And it's a, if you're, the other guy's not expecting it, it's a cheap shot. No, definitely knocked the wind out of him. The guy actually left the game. I don't know if he was selling it or if he actually caught him, like mm-hmm. rib cage or whatever, but he was uh, on the sideline grabbing it. Uh, if he was selling it, credit to him because fuck the Bayheims. But uh, I'm watching this game, and Syracuse from the start, I mean, just blew Florida State off the floor. Them, yeah. not, not even close. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, 8-9 matchup, winner plays Duke. Since Syracuse has moved to the ACC, I found myself, like, because, I mean, there's no two teams I hate more than Syracuse and Duke. Mm-hmm. I've actually, when they've played, I've actually leaned towards rooting for Duke. That's just how much I hate Syracuse. And I was like, you know what? Let's keep, like, the, the Coach K misery going. Let's just keep it going. I'll actually root for Syracuse tomorrow at noon to beat Duke. Because, you know, Duke is just – Syracuse isn't going anywhere, even if they yeah. beat Duke. Even if they were to win the tournament, it would make me sick. But, like, I know Syracuse isn't going anywhere. And, like, literally the thought had barely even come into my mind, Inception style, and I see Buddy Bayheim just cheap-shotting someone to the hoop, and I'm like, nope, can't root for him. <laughs> I can't root for him. It's just impossible. And then Buddy Bayham issued an apology after the game in writing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But right. that was what well after. What is what his dad make him sit down and just and, and oh, write something? Oh, his dad. Out? No, his dad defended him. <laughs> his father defended him in the press conference. Said it wasn't intentional. Of course. Just go, you go watch it right now. Find it somewhere. I mean, clear as day. I mean, Buddy Bayham apologized. If it wasn't intentional, why are you apologize? It's like when Ralphie. Uh, Apologize to Johnny. He's like, "What do you, you know, what are you apologizing for if if you didn't say it? <laughs> like, what's your son apologizing for if it wasn't intentional?" And just you know, Bayheim uh, wasn't a big. I forget his exact quote, but wasn't wasn't a big deal. Wasn't in, intentional. That was nothing in writing, though. Right. So now we suspended a game, and from a competitive standpoint, it sucks because Syracuse is going to need. I mean, Duke is like the only good team in that conference. They're a top ten team. You got to be at full strength. You would think to beat them. Now it's going to be, I don't know, fifteen point spread. Like it's it's just going to be a bloodbath now, probably. Oh yeah, that's intentional. Rib cage. Can it be? Uh, that's one of the most intentional punches. I mean, you'll ever see. I mean, the FSU kid though. That's really that. I know it's a cheap shot. But it was not that hard of a hit, and that's your reaction to go down. Like I'm going after that fucking pasty motherfucker. Clotheslining him, yeah, yeah. Beheim's exact quote: "Jim Beheim, that is the father. The kid pushed him twice, and he swung around and hit him. I think it was inadvertent. <laughs> I think it was inadvertent, but that's that's okay. So he's victim blaming. He's got. A, I mean, just retire. But it was inadvertent, so he's not a victim. But he did push him twice." I mean, like, was he pushing him or was it just, like, physical play under the hoop? That's fucking basketball. I just retired. Even if, right, even if it – oh, he's not retired. He, he already said he's coming back at the uh, end of the last game of the season. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure – like, is it possible that Syracuse fans could turn – like, everyone just turn on Jim Bayhot? No way. He's – no, he's an institution, man. Old geriatric fuck, man. If he's it, just a crusty – Fuck on the sidelines. If we've learned anything from college sports, it's that uh, these longtime 
coaches can be able, can get away with anything, and can be completely forgiven by their like like manslaughter. Man, <laughs> right? There. Oh yes, yeah. I guess it all just li- it all lies in in Jim Beheim right there. Yeah, like manslaughter. As a serial killer, man, he's killing people on the side of the highway. Now he's killing the entire basketball program. Yep. But who he wouldn't know though, because he some you know lives in a bubble. And he shows up two days after he kills somebody, and he gets a standing ovation from the Syracuse oh. crowd. Figure that one out. Oh, Have you ever man. seen anyone get a stand – in the history of the universe, has anyone ever gotten a stand – not war, of course, maybe not war, okay, Roman times, we'll, we'll, we won't count, okay, yep. Coliseum. Yep. But has anyone gotten a standing ovation after running someone over and killing them with their car? I'd have to look that one up. Maybe we can call Guinness. I don't see that happen. <laughs> What a ridiculous fucking group of people. Yeah. And now I got to root for fucking Duke tomorrow. I'd love to see Coach K lose another game. I'd love it. Two in a row heading into the tournament. But now I don't know. Yeah, you have to wait till next weekend to root against Duke. Well, you know, probably, listen, no, you get, listen, I think you got to root for Duke just because we already said that Syracuse isn't going anywhere. Like we know Duke's going to be in the tournament. Just root for Syracuse to get bounced so you don't get in that large bid. Don't give them a reason to be there. Like, you know, the more games they win, and the, like, if they beat Duke, there's like a, that's another notch in their belt. And they love putting Syracuse in the tournament. They do not deserve to be in the tournament. No, they're not. They have to win the AC tournament to get it. They're so, really bad this year. Inevitably, if they, make, if they do make it, inevitably they're going to make a run just because that's what they do. And they're just an annoying fucking program. So they'll, they'll win two games if they make it. Well, they're going to have to win the tournament, which isn't crazy if they can beat Duke. But without Bayheim, I don't think they're going to. So, I think we could sleep easy. I will. I can't believe I had to fucking Google buddy Bayheim. What a stupid fucking name. Is there any more kids on this guy's come this guy's way? How's he Probably. 80? He's 80. He's got kids in their 20s. Yeah. I think it's his what second wife or something. I, I don't know what he's Christ doing. Yeah. How, how old is Bayheim? Bayheim's late 70s, I would yeah, say. 77, and Buddy is 22. So he had him when he was 55 Jesus years old. Jesus Christ. Man, poor wife. How's that? How's that having the fuck a 55-year-old? Yeah. Know. I'm not talking about labor. <laughs> I'm talking about the fuck Jim Bayon at 56. I don't know. If I, at 35, it's not really a picnic. Yeah, it's not. Really. <laughs> he always looked like he was an old... You know, just fucking. Well, the hair, the no hair hurts him. Been yeah. bald for a while. Yeah, just uh, a little weenie though. Yeah, I, the old college coach. I, I feel like never really ages gracefully. I don't mean physically. I just mean like as a as a coach. They just, you know. But even Bob Knight, who's like one of the top three coaches probably ever. Yeah. Like, Bob Knight, Texas Tech, it was just like he just refused to adjust with the times. <laughs> just ref- You know, you refuse. And Coach K, Coach K, the one thing I give him credit for is he adjusted with the times, but he, you know, oh, he said he would never do the one and done. He started doing the one and done. Yep. You know, he went and he turned into, like, the morality police in college basketball, which was annoying. Yeah. But like he 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 did adjust with the times, but like he was full. He went like full Calipari once. He could. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once the floodgates were opened, he, that's exactly what he what he did. 
Yeah. But he wanted to, but he, he would do that, but then he would also preach like the Duke way, you know, the days of like the Leitners and Grant Hills and like the academics went out the window. And then it was like Kyrie coming in for four mm-hmm. games and Zion coming in for like a quick little run. And like, oh man. Remember Zion? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Zion. It was the, the, where they, the where circus you came to town. They get to the Elite Eight with Zion, right? They lost. Yeah, the Elite Eight. lost to yeah. Michigan State. Man, yeah, there's a kid who could have stayed another year or two in college. Probably could have used it. Probably could. That is one thing about college kids, and I know, like, it, I think it turns some people off the one and done, especially people who grew up in like the '80s watching Ewing and all them play four years. Yep, yep. And it turns them off. For me, I, I've lived long enough watching college basketball that I'm used to, like, guys staying one year, two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or a Villanova, the, like, seven years. Yeah, right. It was like They're on, like, their fourth Gillespie. They keep churning them out like uh, this is like a factory. No, this has um, been going on for years, man. Who was that point guard in the early 2000s? Mike Nardi? No. Maybe he wasn't. A, maybe it was a two-guard. But he's, I feel like he was there forever. Well, I'll, Randy I'll figure Foy. It out. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. I'll find it out. Um, I was going to say college kids, first or second yeah, year. Yeah, you're, you're used to it, yeah. Used to it. Uh, I was going somewhere with it. Oh, like the thing that, I don't know, unless you're like following these kids' careers, like most of these kids that leave after a year or two, could mm-hmm. definitely use another year in college. Like almost, oh, almost yeah. I'd say like 80% at least. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, let's look at Jordan. And Jordan's the best player of all time. I mean, you also look at LeBron, who's the second best player of all time. And, uh, I mean, there's Le- Le- LeBron kind of fit right in, but he was a physical specimen. Jordan needed to kind of Generational, yeah. Well, but, I mean, he wasn't – he came in, he was a talent, but he wasn't Jordan yet. He had to grow. He had to get a little more physical. Yeah, Le- LeBron physically is something that Jordan could never compare to. Like, no, not at the, not at those ages at least. But um, but I mean that those you know three years at UNC was helpful. But the, the, what the NBA is now is a development league. I mean, you have to you, you're not going to get you get a guy who can help you tomorrow when you when you draft, but you're not going to get a guy who's going to be a superstar necessarily. I mean. A lot of these players, now I don't follow as closely maybe as I used to, but a lot of these players that kind of develop and become superstars in the league don't come in like with all kinds of hype. They develop into superstars. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And you, and you look at guys, I guess you could say that guys who stayed long, like the Tim Duncans of the world all mm-hmm. four years, which is unheard of, Yeah, he comes in – his second season, he's the finals MVP. Like, he was ready to go, Duncan. But, the, again, though, like, the, even with, like, the LeBron thing, that's, like, a generational. Like, Duncan is – I mean, he's a top ten player, right? Right, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, the, like, if Duncan came out after his freshman year, yeah, I'm not so sure he's winning finals MVP. Right. Well, okay, right. Okay, right. So, that's, that fits his, right, his career. So, I guess it kind of depends on the player. I mean, even a guy like Kobe, it took a little bit. Like, Kobe wasn't great his rookie year. And he came out of high school. Like, he just wasn't yep. – I, I mean, I think – I don't think there should be an – listen, you, like, I'm looking at, like, 
James Bookmet who came out of UConn last year. Like I know he needed another year of college, but yeah. when you're getting millions of dollars thrown at you, it, it's hard to tell a guy like, no, nah, go back to school. Like you can, you can go to the league, hone your craft there. Granted, it's going to be a little bit different. Like you're not going to be on the big stage playing in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and you're making millions of dollars. So it's like, it's hard to tell them not to. You know, and teams are, and like, teams are patient now too, right? I mean, they don't you, they, you don't need to you don't need to be drafted and be the guy, you know. No. The time. I mean, Zion. I think they expected him to be, um, and he just hasn't been on the court. But I think I think when they, when you draft a guy, you expect some growing pains. Is this year two for those guys, for that draft class or three? Zion and John Moran. I think this is three because Zion was. In there for the bubble tournament. Oh, okay. So, all right. Because I was going to say Morant, you know, didn't really become – I mean, he's kind of become a superstar this year. And it's yeah. year three. Yeah. Yep. It's a good, and he left good after good his – I don't know if he left after his junior year or sophomore year or whatever it was. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, most of these college kids – I mean, this. And I mean, you think about like an 18 or 19-year-old compared to like these grown men. They're just not – going to yeah. be physically ready mentally it's just it's going to take a little bit and jo, with jazz if that's a good example because i don't because he was good in college and people liked him people really did like him but i don't think you know this was the the ceiling you know no i don't people i don't think people expected this from him necessarily i mean i don't know number two pick overall there was mild debate between him and zion i mean it, it, everyone knew it was going to be zion number one Right, well, right, right. I, I think people expected this from Morant. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, he's been really good, but I, I think people did expect this from Morant. Okay, I think he went under. I think, I think he went under the radar because of Zion. Mm, okay. If Zion's not in that draft, I think the hype in train is like big time for Ja. He also went to a smaller school too, Murray State. No one yeah. people watched them play one game in the tournament. I remember they beat Marquette. Yep. Your mm-hmm. boy Woj. Beat yeah. them, and then they got smacked by Florida State in the second round. They lost by like thirty. Yeah, you know. So I, I think. So would you uh, say that? Would you say that he's met expectations or exceeded expectations? I mean, he's definitely met expectations. You definitely can't say he's he hasn't met expectations. I think he's. I'd say he's exceeded them by a little bit. Okay. We'll see, I mean, I All mean, right. obviously the book is still being written. It's his third year, but I would no, no, say no. he's. Uh, I mean, he's definitely met his expectation. You can't say he has. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's fine for sure. I just want to see how high. Yeah, how high you set it. Okay. The that point guard I was thinking of a little bit later, Scotty Reynolds. Oh yeah, Scotty Reynolds. Yeah. Who, who played at Villanova from 1998 until 2011? Right, a long, lengthy career. <laughs> just always kept, just kept fucking coming back, man. Went, co- went coast to coast against Pitt, send uh, Villanova to the Final Four that year. Yep, yep. I remember. Yeah, I remember watching that. Sat on. Uh... Wait, did you say white point guard? Because he wasn't white. I'm pretty sure. I did not say white. Oh, okay, that's what threw me off. I was thinking all. I was thinking of Archie Diakonos and the Gillespies of the world. I hear you. Yep. No. 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 Nope. <laughs> you, yeah. No. I just said the Villanova guys. All right. I had Buddy Bayham on the mind. That's why. There you go. <laughs> um, I found – I stumbled upon a uh, 
local ESPN station on AM today. How local? Like New Haven, Hartford area. All right. So I, I turned it on. It was like a 12, you know, 12, 15 minute commute home. Yeah. And it's the reason I was on the channel is because it's UConn's radio network. And I was listening to them over the weekend in the car. Mm-hmm. So I go to throw on AM and I hear them. They're talking about UConn. I'm like, okay. And they, they start breaking on the Big East tournament a little bit. And then they branch out in other conference tournaments. Like, hey, uh, Xavier's up you know, against Butler right now, 24-18. And, uh, hey, BC just pulled the upset on Pitt. So I'm like, God, this ain't bad. Like, just because we've talked about the state of uh, sports talk radio, like in New York right now. Yeah. So I th- And then they talked a little bit about baseball. And I was like, all right, you know, this isn't bad right now. Because, I mean, this time of year, like, I flipped over to WFN. They, like, had Lisa Ann on, which who – I love Lisa Ann. Don't get me wrong. Just – Hearing her on the radio is not the content of Lisa Ann that I'm looking for. Prior, yeah, listening to her, yeah. Um, <laughs> prior, prior to that, they they were talking about they uh, were doing the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, something else, I forget what else it was what they were, but I mean, like, you know, Carton's completely disinterested in it, and I'm wondering, like, well, I'm, I'm asking myself, like, why the fuck am I listening to this? I have no interest in doing – I have no interest in having this conversation with people I know. Why do I want to hear these guys? One guy was no interest in it, and one guy was completely, too, totally into it. Why do I – and then I was just, and then Evan was going bonkers in the players, not accepting um, the offer. He's like, oh, now the players are screwing this all up. The, the baseball players are screwing this all up for – Right. So, whatever. I just – it was unbearable a little bit. So I, I, unfortunately, I, I missed Lisa Ann, but – that's why yeah, I only kept it on for a second, but yeah, I don't like Mike and Dog used to have a. Uh, I feel like a good, like they they'd have their finger on the pulse, and like right now with the Big East tournament happening, you'd think that would be like, you think I wouldn't have to go to a New Haven station, yeah, to hear that, yeah, talk. Uh, I don't know. Like this is the thing about talk radio. So I don't know if they're trying to bring in like new listeners, new demographic, yeah, whatever. Probably. But I feel like with I mean it's it's kind of a dying platform. Like I, don't you have to appeal to your loyal base? And like I understand like the uh, you know maybe talking sports and breaking it down the way Mike and Dog did might be a little outdated too. Sure. But you know like like the barstool model has succeeded because they they border on like sports and entertainment. Yeah, but if you're doing afternoon drive in New York, aren't you being paid to like be a sports show? I I would think so, and I don't listen to the other guys, um, Tierney and Tiki. But on on top of everything you said, well, they do more of a traditional show, I think. Okay, uh, but but on top of everything you said, I feel like there's like a little bit of an obligation to like the just the Big East tournament to Madison Square Garden. And to just and to just like college basketball in the area, like keep it keep it going. Like there's it's one of the best times of year. It's one of the only times that everybody as a whole is following college basketball. Right, and if and not for nothing, it maybe like they're not into it. But you know what? Like, and if their listeners maybe border borderline into it, if you're talking about it, they'll get into it. Yes, I got I got you want to do your wag Wednesdays, whatever. That's fine. Like do your shtick. <laughs> 
But like, you know, you have you you are a New York station. You you're right in Manhattan. You have an obligation to one of the biggest sporting events. And not for nothing, you also have the and Seton Hall and St. John's are also playing today, like local yeah. teams. Yeah. Yep. And you have the ACC tournament right right across right right across the water there, right across the river, like at at the Barclays. Like basketball is. I mean, it, it just, it's flowing freely right now. You, 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 can turn, you can't turn your head without missing basketball. So what, whether you think it's interesting for your audience or not, get into it and make it interesting for your audience. Because if it's not interesting for your audience, that's on you. It's not on them. And it's not on the topic. Make it interesting. This is what's going on in sports right now. And it's, this is one of the longest. I mean, all these other tournaments, they bounce around from arena to arena. Yeah. It's, it, Big East has changed a lot over the years. It's, you know, you can talk about the, the old Big East and the 80s. You can talk about the Big East, and you know, year, not that long ago when it was gigantic tournament, you know, Louisville and uh, Marquette, West Virginia, like all these teams were, were, were involved. Um, they've cut, you know, it's cut back. There's been a lot of changes. Um, but fuck, fuck that, the old Big East, the new Big East, whatever. It's the fucking Big East, and it's, and it's the garden. And it's, it's, always, it's always a great time. Um, these few days there. So I don't know why you don't hype it up a little bit. Do Just be a little bit of a hype man for it. I'm not sure why. I mean, Syracuse was, it was fucking playing today. Syracuse played today. Here in New York. And, and, and Carton went to Syracuse. I don't know why I didn't mention it. I think he's like disowned them years ago. I think he hates Bayheim. Even even better. He should have been killing his kids. That's <laughs> true. He should have been going after Buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, that, that's, you know, like for me, like, I'm not like a complete sports nerd where like, I can't hear other stuff on a sports station, like Mike and dog. And obviously they're the best to do it. So bad example. But like when they talk about Sopranos on Mondays or Oscars, they talk about movies and dog, they'd be be killing the best picture nominees. Like that was awesome radio. But like when it came down to a big sporting event like you knew what they were talking about that was their bread and butter yeah no they they you they wouldn't have to they would know what sports to talk about and when and they wouldn't have to like go searching for content on random days like that that content just kind of flowed naturally with that with those guys right and it's just and that's the problem we just compared them to mike and dog and i think carton doesn't like he anything yeah, he wants nothing to do with the Mike and Dog model. He wants to do his own thing. Uh, it did beat Michael K though, so <laughs> which we yeah, which, which we do like, yeah, which we're rooting for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still rooting for him to beat Michael K. But I mean, if Michael K can't beat Wag Wednesdays, I mean, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, they they throw everything at they throw everything at him uh, that they can every every fucking gimmick that Carton could come up with. I mean, he's a radio guy through and through. Like, you could say, like, sports talk or not, he is a radio guy. The um, radio guy, for maybe, sure. Maybe, like, one of the last dying breed radio guys where there is a shtick, there, you know, there is some kind of, like, gimmick involved, which uh, there's something you said for that, too, which, you know, say what you, say, say what you will about Carton. He does stick to, like, his own – um, the guy gets ratings. I can't knock that. Right, right. And he sticks to his own kind of idea of what the show should be. He's definitely a morning guy, though. Oh, he's he's made for morning. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Right. Six to ten. 
Yeah, um, so, anyways, like getting that. back to getting back to that New Haven station. Yeah, I get home and I just I was like, I want to know who like these guys were. Like, are they're big names or just like two students up at like Stores, Connecticut, doing it like in a little room? Mm-hmm. So apparently, it's from three to seven every day. It's Rob Dibble. Whoa, fucking nasty boys. <laughs> yeah, All Rob right. Dibble and some guy. Uh, should have wrote that Paul Nanos. I don't know. Some probably some radio guy. Maybe he's like the X's and O's guy of the of the duo. But yeah, that's who's on uh, 1300. If you're in the Connecticut uh, area, Shoreline what is, area. What is Dibbles? Do they, now, do they have like a full schedule, like of talk during the day, or is it just three to seven talk, and the rest of the day it's whatever? I that I don't know. I did. Yeah. I just googled like. Thir- uh, AM thirteen hundred, and right. I found Rob Dibble. Apparently, he was born in Bridgeport. Uh, I was going to ask what his connection to Connecticut was. Okay, yeah, yeah, and his father was uh, some sort of he was in the business in Connecticut somehow, some way. He went to like Southington High School, Dibble. So he's he's he has big time ties to the area. Like he definitely had a foot in the door here. Gotcha. You know, he didn't have to apply, probably. Well, he was also Rob Dibble. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, he's Rob Dibble. Yeah, of course. I'm not sure that name means anything to anybody younger than us, but Rob Dibble was a release pitcher closer. I don't know if they've had closers on that team. Um, Mark they, Charlton, yeah. And one of the first, like, one of the first big bullpens in Major League Baseball for the Cincinnati Reds in the early. Oh 90s. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he was born in Bridgeport. Uh, yeah, Southington High School. And his father was a longtime radio news director, uh, WDRC in Hartford. Mm, okay. All right. So that is not a name I thought I would hear uh, no. in 2022. No, he, uh, he's still with ESPN, right? Doesn't he do like baseball games? Is he in no, the booth for no. some games? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it might be. I mean, they have a couple games going, but they haven't been doing that recently, right? Last last year, like July Fourth, oh, Memorial Day, didn't yeah. have a lot. Of, didn't have a ton of games. Yeah, and apparently he's been doing this for a while. It says since 2014, he oh, became the host, three to seven, uh, 97.9 and 1300 AM ESPN stations in Hartford and New Haven. All right. So no, I did not expect today to be listening to Rob Dibble break down like the UConn. Men's roster. Good radio. All right. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> good, uh, good radio tip there. Yeah. But yeah, I was looking for it. Uh, hey, it was. It was. I, I mean, it was better than the alternative. That's that's the point I was getting at. Yeah, Evan was. I going wanted to in. hear some traditional talk. Evan was <laughs> going in just, just complaining, just whining about the players, and I just was like, "What are you fucking doing, man?" Like, just whining and whining about it. Now, I gotta say, when you get into like that field sports talk or sports journalism or whatever and you are not forced to but when the story of a certain sport is like labor negotiations that fucking sucks man like if i was one of these baseball writers i have no interest in covering this shit at all no i don't want to fucking talk about awful no like if i'm oh but all these guys they just dive they dive head first into it and they cover it just they cover like a new story which i guess that's i don't know i guess that's a professional thing to do um, I would try and find, you know, a different approach. 
if I if I was in. The I would hate just following off season shit. Period. Uh, I don't. So I don't so much mind like hot stove stuff. I mean, it gets a little boring. Yeah, I find it to be very boring. Well, like in, I mean, like in December, when there's football, I'm not all that into baseball, but I am following the baseball topics. But just having to be locked into it would kind of suck. Like, if you were an NFL writer, would you want to be breaking down like how Russell Wilson's gonna fare oh, in Denver? <laughs> no, the NFL stuff that 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 bothers me. No, like today. Today, uh, I put on FS1 ahead of the uh, the Butler Xavier game, and it was um, I didn't know who the guys were, but they were like talking about what does this do to Russell Wilson's legacy, and then they were talking about uh, Kyrie's. He hasn't even played a game yet. Then the, the, these guys got. I mean, I think it was maybe a half hour. There's three guys, and they talked. I think a half hour about Kyrie's 50 point game yesterday. And about what it what it said to you, and one and they just it, I can't even get into yeah, what dude. You're talking about. It's, I'm like, you guys really just need better ideas. Yeah, quick, like, it's crazy. Uh, first off, with the Nets, I put on ESPN when I go to the gym and just, uh, just no sound, yeah, just to see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Nets dominate ESPN. Like oh. they don't get talked about locally at all. They dominant ESPN. All right, People love talking about the Nets and every show. Yeah, they are the drama team, huh? Yeah, they they <laughs> love it. Um it's it's odd because you you don't like forget about sports talk like what it is now in New York, but they just never get talked about in New York, which I understand like it's next town, whatever. But um yeah, with Russell Wilson, I mean it's <laughs> like it's such a stupid the guy has been a Bronco for 12 hours. 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing – there's no legacy to break down. The guy, if he goes there and wins three nah. Super Bowls, his legacy's off the charts. If he goes yeah. there and goes 6-10 and 10 every year, then it's going to look pretty bad. There's nothing nah. really to talk about. And That's, I think with football, it does get forced. That stuff, that stuff does bore me. I think with baseball, I like it a little bit better – only because, like, you gotta, you can mix and match lineups. Whereas this guy, you know, how would you get bat this guy ahead of this guy? Which uh, nowadays maybe not a, uh, my guessing ability isn't as good as it used to be because everything is different nowadays. But um, with how you set up a lineup, mm-hmm. but um, there's something something about it, just a baseball lineup that is different than every other sport. Um, but uh, yeah, no, just one. When it's not when it's not that season, I would not want to have to that be my main focus. You know, to me that's like topic of conversation, a couple of minutes, whatever. But I mean, if you're if it's fucking playoff and like I don't I don't care if you know the Royals signed the shortstop. I mean, I I, I could talk about it, but it's playoffs for uh, NFL. I don't. The last thing on my mind is what the Royals are doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but these guys have to lock into that. You know, that story of the day in your sport, that's what it is. But this is even worse, though, because all of a sudden you're a fucking business reporter, something you didn't definitely did not sign up for. No, no. I would, I would definitely try and cover it a completely different way. I would not want to cover it like a fucking business reporter if I was one of these guys in there, you know, just breaking news, what everybody's doing. Like, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for a different angle for sure. I don't know what it would be. I had to be there and like talking to guys, I guess, but yeah, 
Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not, this is what, this was offered. This was rejected. Uh, uh, that's not what I, do. I don't care. Just figure it out. So I can oh, watch just, baseball. He, hearing about it. It's just, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's whatever. Now we're getting this. If, if this was resolved and there was spring training, I could have been a little annoyance. Um, and now I could blame, I could blame everybody. Everybody involved is bothering me. The players, the owners and the writers, they're all fucking bothering me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've tried my best not to, not to fall. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by the end of the month, they at least have something in place. I think I think we're missing a month of baseball. I think they're going to start in May. It sounds like a month, yeah. By the time they figure this Maybe out. Maybe Derby Day starts, Derby Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, take it. Yeah, I'm resigned to just wait it out right now. I have no – I mean, I can't get angry about it. I just can't. Like, like today they're yelling about – the international draft. I'm like, what? Why this? How this is a thing now? Like, what are you talking about? I've not heard about this at all for three months. This has been going on. I've not heard about this international draft. This today, is what's holding it up. They're like deadline today, noon or whatever, five o'clock, end of the day, uh, or else no one sixty two. And they're like international draft. We got to settle that. I'm like, what? Okay, all right, guys. Why are we breaking like every fucking detail of these yeah. contract negotiations? Yeah, this is like Ross and Rachel. You guys are just looking for fucking shit to fight about now. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Brutal. Uh, yep. Yeah, but I just uh, – the, the, the guys who revel in it, like the Passons and the Heymans and uh, the Onlys, the guys who just have, who love to report on it. I know it's their job, but the guys who just dive into it, those guys are the worst. You're yeah, they get into it. They get into it a little too much. You're not a fucking baseball guy. You're a fucking dork. <laughs> I think Rosenthal uh, might, might be my favorite guy. I mean, I know he's not doing anything right now, but I think Rosenthal might end up being my favorite guy after everything because he got fired for talking out against Manfred. Yeah, it's very dictatorish. I know. I, I can't believe he made a martyr out of what guy I absolutely can't stand. Yeah. Did he do it on the air, Rosenthal? Did he talk? Out about uh, I don't even remember. I don't. He, he might have. I don't really remember. Yeah, but like only. Like I can't insane. stand. I can't stand only. He's no, Buster, I've always hated Buster. Oh God, he is such a fucking pretentious douchebag. <laughs> I guess fucking. You like Tim? You like Tim Kirkjian? Uh he's a dork. But he's. I don't. He doesn't bother me too much. I guess. He's a little. He's a little much. But yeah, he's not. He's on the better. He's on the other the better side of like he's just hatred. A, he's just a dork. There's I some heard bad of, ones. Recently, where did I? Oh, recently ESPN does like a podcast, like a daily podcast, and it's it's always kind of it's always kind of a random uh, topic. Right before the Super Bowl, they did. It's like the anniversary, is ten year anniversary of Whitney Houston dying. Um, and they did. Oh shit! They, they talk. Ten they talk about. They talk about Whitney's. They did like a little oral history on Whitney's um, uh, national anthem at the Super Bowl, the year that we, uh, the year the Gulf War started. Oh, of course, yeah. And um, Jeremy Shap was the guy, like the main guy they were interviewing for it. Mm-hmm. 
I really, he started talking about being there with it. It was, he was like, I was an intern and my father was working there. I'm just thinking about Jeremy Shap and thinking about Dick Shap being there. I'm like, fuck, that was, that was, that was very cool to me. I really, I really like Jeremy Shap. I'm not sure because I liked his father a lot or what, but uh, I like, I like Jeremy. He's come a long way. Does he, he outside the lines now? I have no idea. I didn't know outside the lines was still on TV. It's one of those things. I leave, I leave ESPN on the gym. I feel like I've seen that come on. I feel like I've seen that come on, like at two o'clock. It's possible. It's not Bob, Bob Lee. Lee's gone. I know Bob Lee's gone. Yeah. Might yeah. be Jeremy. Ah, who knows? I don't know who works anywhere anymore, man. Musical <laughs> chairs. <sighs> I mean, this is George sounds up. George sounds up nine <laughs> right now. I'm out. This is this is terrible. Dikembe sitting front row watching his son play. I know. I'll give Dikembe credit. He was at like all the home games this year for Georgetown, so he's not a fair weather. No, not well, just I mean, showing up for the bright lights. No, but this would not be coming to this game would not be considered fair weather anyway. I don't think. Well, just because it's a you know kind of a postseason game. Hey, when I was at when I was at the Garden for the Curry game, he was there. Dikembe. Maybe just was he his, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in Adam Silver's box. Maybe of all the dramatic hoops. things. Yeah, those love hoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple notes today. Uh, Iona went down in the MAC. That was sad to see. Patino Oof. heading for the NIT. Uh, nice. Yeah, good reminder. Nice reminder that we'll be Sunday poor NIT brackets. We'll be, we'll be back again. Yes, back and better than ever. Don't quite remember how I did it last year, but I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, on paper. On paper, yeah, I got to limit like limit entries. I don't remember how much we did it for or anything like that, but I believe I won the inaugural one. Sounds I have right. to go through my record and see. Check the receipts. Memphis, I think it was Memphis. Penny Hardaway. Nice. Um. Yeah. What else? Uh, I think Xavier's toast. I think they are. T- Oh, losing, yeah, losing to Butler today. Probably it's right it for them. Gagged it away. I think they are off the bubble. Bubbles. They lost eight of ten. Yeah, you can't let them in. They've lost home games in the last month to Seton Hall, St. Hey. John's, DePaul. Listen, I don't. You you can't lose home games when you're favored when you're on the bubble. Seton Hall's a tournament team, but they're favored by five and a half in that game. You can't lose those games. Yeah, not, you can't lose St. John's and DePaul at home. They lost to St. John's twice. I can live with a road loss. Mm-hmm. I can't live with home. I can't live with home losses when you're favored this time of year if you're on the bubble. Bad. Yep. It's terrible. Yep. Uh, pair of buzzer beaters today. Vatek won at the buzzer about an hour before we started recording uh, okay. to uh, break Clemson's heart. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Darius Dixon, was that his name? Something like that. Three at the buzzer at the Barclays and uh, Stanford crushed Bobby Hurley's dreams. Arizona State put him out of his misery. I don't even think they're NIT bound Arizona State. They've had a miserable year. So uh, the madness is definitely it's kicking up. You know, I think Thursday and Friday are probably the best days of the week for Champ Week. But uh, shit. But yeah, today was uh, today was good. A couple buzzer beaters. Weekend's good. You get you get championship games on the weekend. Couple couple teams that might need to get might need to win to get in. 
Yeah, Saturday's not a bad day. Sunday, by the time you get to Sunday. Depends who's playing. Yeah, by the time you get to Sunday, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're just waiting around for the turn, uh, for the bracket. You don't, you don't, you don't get hyped up for the Ivy League championship, like high noon on Sunday? That's pretty, that's, I think it's actually at like 11. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good game. You know, that is, because it actually means something, but like, watch you know, Auburn, let's say Auburn, Kentucky play Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah, it means. I'll give you one. I think it was a few years ago. Might have been uh, whatever it was, three, four years ago. It was a big, uh, big ten. Might have been last year, actually. I think it was the Big Ten Championship, and the Big Ten always goes last. The three thirty start time on Sunday. Mm. And it was Illinois and we'll say Ohio State. I think it was, and the game went to like overtime, so it started bleeding into the. <laughs> into the selection show. Yeah. And like by that point, man, I'm just like call it a tie. Like I don't give a fuck. Let's just, this, like this game doesn't really mean anything. These two teams are tournament teams. Like by that point, you're like, you've had enough. You know what I mean? I've seen enough. I'm ready for the bracket. Get me, get me to, you know, Tuesday night. Get me to Thursday. Mm. So I will, you know, the Sunday games is like it's like the epilogue of a book. Back cover, maybe. How how much have we softened on those? You 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 kind of caught yourself there Tuesday Thursday. How have we softened, or have we softened all on those first four games? Uh, I I one I I wasn't for it at first. Now I'm gonna embrace it just because it's basketball. Like why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. If they got rid of it tomorrow, which they wouldn't, I'd be fine with it. You wouldn't hear a peep out of me. You're still not but, it, you're still not calling it tournament games though. Uh, they're playing games. The first yeah. round is Thursday, first, Friday. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy to call that the second round. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> You're a sociopath if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> the first round is the round of 64. Right. Uh, so I basically, uh, I basically had the same mindset in those games from the start. I don't watch the 16 seeds. That's a little much. I'll, I'll put it on if it's five minutes left and it's close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you give me like an overtime game, I'll watch anything. Sure. I mean, I'll watch, you know, junior high teams play. I don't care. That's fine. But um, I, I do enjoy the, uh, you know, the 11 seeds, the 12 seeds. You might get like this year, I don't know, Michigan or Rutgers or mm-hmm. India. Like you get, you get some brand – like last year it was UCLA, Michigan State. I, de- I declared UCLA dead. They were down like 20 in that game. You know, before you know it, they end up in the Final Four. And I do like those uh, those games because I feel like one of those teams, you get two teams that win uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of them makes a, like a mini run, wins a game or two. It's a little – you get your sea legs under you in that, in that game. You Plus know? there's something to prove team right there. Like, oh, they, they didn't let us in the actual first round. We had to play right. in. Nobody believes in us, that kind of shit. Right, and you get you shake the cobwebs off, and you go and play a team that's been sitting around for who knows how long, a week, maybe longer. You kind of, you know, they're rusty, and you're like, you're like, you know, you're loose already. You're yep. already loose. Yep. You got a win under your belt. Yep. Yeah, your back's already – you just faced, the, you know, do or die game 48 hours ago. You're ready to roll. You're yeah. good. Yeah, we're here, man. We're in the midst of it. This is – this is, I mean – Championship week is a fun week, man. Where, I heard somebody, oh yeah, somebody kind of shit on. Oh, I think it was. Uh, oh, I think it was dog today. 
No, it wasn't yeah, I, think him, I think him and Mike used to uh, not shit on it. They would get into it, but they would talk about how it's not like there's a lot of. I don't know about him. I don't know him. I know Mike did like later on. Yeah, how they weren't important, um, which I think is bullshit. Because basketball, like I've I've said this, this is always my argument. Basketball is is a tournament sport. It just it plays great as a tournament sport, um, and the one and dones are great. And I mean, what, I've always this has been my stand, my argument. Like, what would you rather have? Just one more week of the regular season, or would you rather have this? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's like no, exactly. no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I feel like that. I I feel like that was just late, later. I remember him talking kind of talking down about just tournaments in general later on. Um, it's a dress rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal for yeah. the real thing. It's but great. the hard, I think the hardware is cool though, man. It's your league. Oh yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Like I, I've seen. Uh, I saw Wisconsin last week. They rushed the court after they won the regular season co-champs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Big Cat was there. And uh, and then Illinois did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They rushed the court because I guess they ended up being co-champs with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Call me crazy. Like, growing up a Big East fan, I could tell you the years UConn won the Big East tournament. I can't tell you shit about how many regular season titles they won. Like, it, <laughs> like I could tell you, oh, they were good this year. They were one seed. I can't tell you about any regular season title that was celebrated. I could tell you about great moments in the garden, awesome championship games. Well, you guys forget it. Yeah. You can't like, forget about it. Yeah. Like I, and not just them, like, you know, a lot of teams like Nova winning some, mm-hmm. uh, growing up with like Georgetown in the nineties. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, I remember the, the tournament winner, the regular season winner. I mean, come on. <laughs> No, 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 I definitely, it definitely, it's cool. And I, again, it just fits, it fits sport. I mean, that's AAU basketball. That's yeah. It's a travel team basketball. You're always playing weekend tournaments and shit. Like it's, 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 it's how the sport plays. And I know this would like, this is kind of a knock against the regular season, I guess, because people always knock the regular season, which I get like, I, you know, it's, it's It's most people start paying attention now. It's only 30 games. Right, right. That's, well, that's what I like about it is that it's twice a week if you follow a team. It's not yeah. that much of an obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you look at a team like Georgetown, who has been miserable this year. Yeah. I was looking at their schedule. To, I mean, they, how do you lose, like, the Paul at home? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> they are they, – but you look up right now, they're literally in a playoff game. This is a playoff game for them. Yeah. What, other, what other sport yeah. are you 6-24 and 24? In the playoff, I know maybe by the time we're done negotiating the CBA, we'll have, you know, a team with that record in the playoffs. But, I mean, what other <laughs> sport could you have a team playing meaningful games right now, 6-24? I know they're not going to win the tournament, but, I mean, you know, last year they were 8-seed and one, so it's like it, it, it gives life to – like Boston College today is a 13-seed and they won. They're probably not going to win the ACC tournament, but it, it's fun. You know, it's yeah. fun to dream a little bit. Have oh, a little get, fun in this shitty world. That's all. It's yeah. fun, champ gets, week. That's all gets, I'm saying. Gets their juices going, man. You get – right, the kids have new life. You, you, you restart. Dude, they're 0-19 in the fucking – It's – it's. I mean, like I don't – have we ever seen a Big East team go over for the regular season in conference play? I really don't know that question that, – that answer. 
Uh, who would it be? Seems impossible. No, the Paul, some, I mean, DePaul is an easy candidate. South Florida. He was in USF in there for a couple of years. Was it? Was it's it really – it's crazy to think about, me because, like, home court means more in co- – I've said this before. It means so much more in college basketball than any sport, pro or collegiate. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you would think they would just run into a home win and they get the crowd behind them one day. Road team comes in a little shaky or something, you know. But – Oh, yeah, 0 and 19. And Georgetown, man. I mean, Ewing, I mean, it's not, it's not great. Once proud institution. That's going to be bad when they fucking pull this upset. No, nah, I, I don't think it'll win this game. I've seen Georgetown a lot. They're really bad. <laughs> they can't put together 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's the last thing we needed to hear. I didn't need to hear any kind of. I have, a, I have a hot take about the ACC tournament. Virginia's playing right now. Yeah. I think Virginia can make a run, and they're in a very tight game right now. So you talk about famous last words. I saw them at 20 to 1 before the tournament started. I think Virginia could make because they're, they're on the other side, they're on the wrong side of the bubble, I think, Virginia. So they have to at least get to the finals or win it all. Yep. I think they could get there. Because now they got to beat Louisville right now, and they're in a tight game right now, second half. I think if they win, they play North Carolina. I think they can catch North Carolina on a little bit of a hangover after that Duke win. I just got a feeling. And then when you beat North Carolina, you get to the semis, and all bets are off. And it's a shitty ACC, so I, I just have a, I have a feeling we're going to get Duke Virginia Saturday night. All right. Or maybe Syracuse, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Let's put, let's put Syracuse out of their misery tomorrow. Uh, all right, there you go. I like it. We're waiting, for, we're waiting for that one from you. Yeah, Virginia. I got a feeling Virginia. And uh, I always like Oregon. Oregon had a nice win today. They, they made it to the quarter. So look out! You always look out for Oregon this time of year. I think they have to win their tournament too, in order to get to the the dance. But it's uh, it's yeah, great. They're, they're a fun. They're a fun. They're always a fun March team. Yeah, they always they always kind of sleepwalk through the regular season. I don't know if they're going to make the tournament, but if they do. Can make some noise. All right, all right. There you go. Nice little ode to uh, championship week. Get you ready for uh, selection show and our our first live show here on Sunday. Pour on Sunday. We expect to see you here, front row in attendance, drink in hand. Uh, we'll go on at about nine thirty ish or so. Instant reaction to the bracket. Yeah, kind of instant. A couple hours. Well, yeah, I get my thoughts together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, until then, we'll see you then. Thanks, as always, for spending the time here with Sunday 4. We'll talk to you on Sunday, Ant. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the hoops the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you Sunday night. Yeah, Dog was funny today, man. He was – they're talking about the Calvin Ridley situation, and he's pulling out names from like you know, the yeah. Providence. He was defending him. 
not defending him, but saying that the one year was too harsh. Oh yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I didn't realize that uh, Paul Horning, or maybe I had heard this before, but Paul Horning was suspended for a year because he was like, he was. It sounds right. He's with gamblers. Him and Alex Karras. Was what I think it's Webster's house, Paris, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, They're both suspended because they were hanging out with like nefarious characters. I feel like I read that in a Pete Rose book. Mm. I want to say I knew that. I, I Alex, God, Alex Karras kind of kind of sounds familiar too. But I remember definitely hearing something about Paul Horning being uh-huh. shit with Chitty. Characters. Yeah, well, Horning was like the name because he was like Heisman Trophy winner and big time player for the Packers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Lombardi. Yeah, um, yeah. We rarely talk about that. I talk about the Black Sox scandal all the time. Pete Rose all the time when this kind of stuff comes up. Never Paul Horning never comes up. Well, what was the Tim Donahue? Was that the the mobbed up ref? Yeah, yeah. Has hockey had oh hockey just had what's his face Evander Kane, I don't yes. know how that ended up shaking out. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, he's, he also pulled up Jack Molinas, the Providence guy. He's like Jack Molinas. Dog did this. Yeah, he's like uh, we're not talking about Jack Molinas here. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all good. I'm glad Dog was on the right side of that defending Ridley. What else did they debate today? Uh, um, uh, they had a whole argument about who the best quarterbacks in the league were. Like uh, listing, I just hate listing shit. Um, what do they open up with? I don't know. I just know that they they open up and. Uh, Stephen A was like, I, people on Twitter saying that you beat me last week. I don't see it that way. And Dog's like, I didn't just beat you. That was a 10 8 round, not 10 9, 10 8. <laughs> Agree. Um, agreed. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's worth watching live. It's, it's just, uh, it's funny watching live. <laughs> and it's just once a week. Um, what else do they argue about? Yeah, he said they said something about the Big East tournament. Like they're talking Philly. But, oh no, they were talking about if Harden is playing with house money. That was a question. And what does that like, even mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would say he's never won a championship, so he's probably not. Yeah, dog kills him, and like Stephen A. kind of got. By the technicality, it was like, well, I meant in Philadelphia, he's got house money because he, you know, they love they love him right now. Like, yeah, now. Oh, honeymoon, yeah. Uh, Harden is just maybe one of the hardest players to like in basketball. <laughs> Unless you're a Sixers fan right now, uh, he's he's just really a distasteful person. It's really distasteful. Can't stand him. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the, what the Sixers do in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. That Sixers first round. Yeah, it might be. Sign me up. As long as everybody's healthy. <laughs> well, and, uh, Ky- Kyrie can 
maybe Kyrie can put on a fake mustache and uh, change his name to Shmiri Schmervin or something. Oh, that's right. I, I for, uh, it's still a uh, still a thing. Can't play in Brooklyn. Can practice in Brooklyn. Can't play in Brooklyn though. Practice. God, come on, new mayor. Let's go. Well, the thing oh, is, mayor. like, the thing is, they fired a bunch of city workers for not getting vaccinated. Like, they can't be like, oh, well, Kyrie can play. Well, I don't know why they fired anybody to begin with. Does make any fucking sense? They fired jeez, they fired city workers. Yeah, it's brutal. They fucked this all up, man. Like, I don't know why you're firing people because they're not getting the garbage men. I don't know. I don't know who the people were. <laughs> oh, so he Kyrie's fucked then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine some guy sitting at home? He's got three kids and just you know he's looking for work. He's doing odd jobs and shit. He had a nice job with the city, you know, retiring forty years, pension, all that kind of shit. He's fired out in his ass. Like, oh yeah, Kyrie, you can play in the playoffs. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Man. He needs to talk to Antonio Brown and get that fake. Uh, yeah, but I mean, eventually they gotta. Eventually they gotta let the guy. I would think so. You can't. You can't require. I mean, it's not. Uh, I don't know, man. If you're not, you know, if you don't like, do you have to have your shot for like measles to work? I, mean, I guess you I think go, in order to go to public schools, you do right, like kids. Oh, you get them when you're a kid, though. It's different. I wonder if parents ask those questions. When they go to get their kids vaccinated, like prior to this, did they like did they uh, do their research about those? Oh, there's also? a lot of anti-vaxxers. Like, oh pretty... yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. When I thought universally, we all thought like, oh shit for brains, great tits, shit for brains. Yep. But apparently, like her, I'll listen to her anti-vaxxers. At least she was like before it was cool. She was something special. Right. <laughs> we had something. We used to have something with her. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess my question, if I was an anti-vaxxer, my, my thing would be, well, if everybody else is getting fucking vaccinated, why do I get vaccinated? If everybody around me is not going to have anything, why, you know, why do I need to? But then, right, but then you get like that one becomes two, becomes 10, becomes a thousand, becomes a million, and then half the population is not vaccinated, and here comes shit coming back. But if it was just me, what does right. it matter if everybody else around me, like I'm not going to get, I can't catch it from somebody who's not going to get it. Who can't get Right. It. And like, do they still have the polio vaccine? I think so. I don't know. But if, should, it's, if everyone, if all the adults vaccinated. are already vaccinated, isn't polio gone? So why would you have to vaccinate kids? Cause, cause it's like dinosaurs. Back. They're extinct. They're not coming back. How, how could polio come back? I'm not sure. That's the same. Yeah, why can't dinosaurs come back? Like the climate is fine. You're telling me they can't develop at some point? That'd be sick if they could create a dinosaur. You mean just nature? Create a dinosaur? Yeah. Thing? yeah. That'd be kind of amazing. Maybe one day we're losing the animals. Maybe one day we'll get some back. And we'll, yeah. go, and we'll go back to the beginning. That'd be awesome. 
how do the how do, how are mosquitoes the ones that like survive everything? Like billions of years, mosquitoes have been here. There's so many of them. I think fucking assholes. Miserable mosquitoes thing. are endangered. I don't think so. What do they do? Just fuck a lot and procreate. They come up with their own diseases. Maybe that's maybe we're at war with the mosquitoes. We don't even know it. The mosquitoes just—they don't have a lot, but what they have, they can work with. And like, all right, we'll just throw, we'll just keep throwing West Nile at them until we come up with something better. Mm. Big mosquito conspiracy. I do have a conspiracy for you. Okay, I mean, it's probably good to yeah end here. I, this one I, can, I came up with on my own, and I don't—I don't believe it, mind you. I don't believe it, but came up with it. I'm always thinking, like, everything's not what you see. They don't tell you the full story. Anyway, Russia, Ukraine's going on. Now, I don't know. I didn't get to, the, I didn't get to like, why, the why of it all. I was working on it, and I just got distracted. I don't know. But the guy Zelensky, right, the, the, the uh, president of Ukraine? Yeah. He's, he's an actor. He was an actor. That's how he got into politics. Like, he was on a show about being president. Um, about being like a regular guy becoming president. He was, uh, he'd like a sketch comedy show or something. And now, and then he became president. 75 or 76% voted for him in Ukraine when he ran a few years ago. High number, very high number. That's, now, yeah, unheard of. Well, we see him, we see him all the time now. Like uh, two weeks ago, he's like, this might be the last time you see me alive. But now we've seen him more than ever in all these videos he's posting from like the streets and shit. Still here, right? <laughs> but it's, I don't know the end of it. But what if, like, so he, he was born in Ukraine, obviously, during Soviet era. So, like, Ukraine was Soviet, encompassed everything Russia, Ukraine, all those other places. So, Soviet Union fell apart. Now he's just uh, the fuck is that? They're cooking something weird at the Barclays Center. Um, so now, so now he's just you know a uh, Ukraine citizen. Um, you know, Russian is his first language, whatever. But anyway, what if like he was installed there as president? Seventy-seven percent is a lot. Is a big number. You only see that like when Putin runs for president that kind of flopsidedness. What if he was installed there to like, I don't know, to be the, to, to be whatever, a lightning rod and like kind of understand that Ukraine was going to get battled, but be the guy that they get behind or something. So like when there is a truce, and I do agree, maybe this is the end game, is that eventually they got to give in. And he's the guy to like kind of ease it over between Russia and Ukraine. But, he can't. They can't roll over. They got to be proud. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but what if he was installed there? Now this is all I can act. Like he's just every day. He's just like putting on an act. So he's really, really like a Russian spy. Something. I don't know. All actors are liars. They are paid to lie. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna keep an eye on it. All right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not shooting it down. It's very, yeah, it's very weird. He, he's a he's like a brand new president, a couple of years and now, with, you know, within and the whole thing with Trump, where he was, uh, 
you know, they wanted to deny him weapons and shits. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is or who's, I assume that Putin would be the one pulling their strings on it, but I don't know. I don't know exactly why. All right. Keep an eye on it. I will do my research. All right. Let's go. <clears throat> Got the second half here. I uh, hope you're right about what you said. Oh, Seton Hall, yeah, they'll probably win by double digits. Oh, uh, let's see. Sure. I would say. Yeah. All right. Kill me. <laughs> All right. If you said that, they're going to win by eight now because they're nine and a half point favorites or something. Uh, a 12, 12 point victory, I'd say. Jeez. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bloodbath, to be honest, in the second half. At Georgetown, I'm, I've watched a lot of Georgetown. The last Too time much. he gave the last time he gave me a, a, a winner as we closed the Thursday show, it, w- it was not pretty. Well, it was a winner for a little bit, and then it wasn't. <laughs> right? Yeah. If only they paid out uh, for a little bit, and then didn't. <laughs> <laughs> First half it didn't work that well. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. I'll get this show. Right. Good show. Man. I'll talk to you. Shit. Later.